We have some folks that really do a great job talking about process. So they'll say, you know, here's my before and after, or here's a problem I ran into. That that gets a lot of eyeballs and that gets a lot of engagement. And that's kind of what we're looking for. The Wingnut Social Podcast. Today, we're talking with Veronica Miller about Modanus and Design Hounds, how being a member can help you get to the next level. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell. Hey there, Wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the effervescent Darla Powell. I am an interior designer in Miami, Florida, and I am also the head Wingnut of Wingnut Social, a social media marketing agency for home pros, interior designers, and such. And I am joined by Rushy McRusherson. Natalie Graff. Natalie Ann Graff. <laughs> Rushy McRusherson. Yes. Why am I calling you that today, Rushy? Well, I believe Dar- um, Abby gave me that name. We both did, combined. Uh-huh. Because you say I schedule things way too tight. Okay. Now I say you schedule. Is that a way of like detaching from that and not admitting your own guilt to that? Listen, I got stuff that has to be done. Yeah, because you it's like you can't have 10 minutes of negative time to breathe in between appointments. You, you're like you stack yourself too tight. Listen, I had to go to the chiropractor. My back was killing me. That's okay. So we had to make some adjustments here with our guest today. And she was no pun intended. She was kind enough. No to, pun intended um, there, Darla. <laughs> we made some adjustments because of your chiropractor appointment. I get it. Listen, <laughs> at least it wasn't as bad as Luann Live. Natalie, my eyes are itchy. I know. That's because you have these ridiculous magnet, magnetic I, eyelashes right? on Okay, them. so I've been doing the eyelash extensions, which look amazing. I do love the, uh, the look but of the But you bitch eyelash. about them. Every day. Well, they're high freaking maintenance because you can't wash your eyes. You got to use baby shampoo. You get, get, yeah, and I'm not a fragile little flower. How about flower. just the way God made you? What's wrong with that? He made me with little tiny eyelashes. And accept it and move along. Well, yes. Okay, then. <laughs> There's that. There is that. So I'm taking a break from the eyelash extensions just because they're a pain in the butt. So I saw this thing. Instagram ads always get me for magnetic eyelashes. And of course, I went on YouTube and reviewed them. And this chick on there said, oh, they're pretty swell. So I actually used them today for my video for this podcast. It's actually, it's an Instagram stories. And I have my glasses on. (laughs) Probably so you guys can't see how badly I applied them. But they look pretty good, right? They don't look too bad. They look pretty good. The only problem is, is they feel like magnets on your eyes. You've been complaining. <laughs> Ever since I walked in the door, you have been complaining I'm about used them. To them. How they work is the actual eyeliner is magnetic. It's got like little iron filaments in it. And then the little lashes have like little magnetic attachments to it. So you just delicately go click, click, and they go on your eyes. It's crazy. But they look good. But will I continue using them? I don't think so. I'd just rather get the lash extensions for my next, you know, outings. Yeah, <laughs> your next outings. Speaking of outings, mm-hmm. I heard you're going to be a headline keynote speaker. I know. I can't really say who yet, although I should be getting the deets really soon because this episode is going to air sometime, gosh, I think in August. So they should have the deets all wrapped up. But yeah, I had um, some industry peeps down here in Miami call me to say, hey, we would love to snag you as the headliner speaker for our event. And I, was I like, don't know what they were thinking, but... <laughs> I was like, are you sure you have the right number? <laughs> Who is this? This is Darla. You real? This is not Luann. This is Darla. And they're like, oh, yeah, we would love to get you. So I said, well, uh, yeah, sure. Sign me up. So just don't be disappointed when that one person shows up. But I think we've mentioned this before, right? Darla, I can't remember. I yesterday. can't remember. I can't either. <laughs> 
we heard that. We went and did that global entry thing, and they're asking me, have I been in Canada? Have I been in Mexico? And I'm like, look, lady, I can't remember what I did yesterday. I have no idea if I've been somewhere within the last five That's years. That's not suspicious. I can't believe they still approved it. That's the TSA thing, so you can get on flights without getting groped? Well, you're not guaranteed you're not going to get groped, but possibly. I thought you liked getting groped. Not by TSA agents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So let's tell you a little bit about today's episode. You guys might know Veronica Miller. And if you haven't heard of the name, which you should have, I know most of you guys have, I know that you damn well sure have heard of Modanus and Design Hounds, which are huge influencer groups, you know, that do the Modanus tours. They go to Europe and they pick bloggers and it's just- Europe. Yeah, I know. I know. Does Abby's her- in the UK right now. Oh, yeah, she is over there. She's over there having tea and crumpets. Well, in real time. Listen, this is a serious show here. Oh. Is there anything else you want to say? You want to interrupt me while I'm talking about our guest? If I can think of something else, I will. Yes. <laughs> Anywho, a lot of uh, influencers or, you know, people who aspire to be influencers come to Wingnut Social and that's high on their list. Their objective is to be a part of that blog tour, be a part of Modanus and be a part of Design Hounds. And I'll, I'll tell you what, guys, I will be the first to tell you I am not all that familiar with either Either one, Design Hounds, Modanus, together, are they separate? Do they work together? You know, so we're going to find out today from Veronica Miller all about it. And I know a lot of you guys are out there going, Darla, you're an interior design industry. How can you not know these things? Well, listen, I'm sure I'm not the only one. So, (laughs) you know, we'll find out more. I don't have anything else to interrupt you with. Okay, guys. So before we dig into the show, let me tell you a little bit about Veronica Miller. She's a former kitchen and bath designer and marketing specialist who combined her skills to found Modanus Media in 2010. Modanus is a marketing platform that houses a number of programs seeking to pair influential designers, architects, and bloggers with forward-thinking brands such as DXV. Some of these programs include Design Hounds, Blog Tour, and the Design Mix X Modanus Talks Lounge. Wingnuts, help me in welcoming Veronica Miller to the Wingnut Social Podcast. Hey there, Veronica Miller. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. How the hell are you? I am very, very good. Thank you very much for asking, and thanks for having me. Oh, no, it was quite a coup to get you. We were very <laughs> excited. We were like, oh, we have Veronica Miller on the podcast, and I think every other podcaster in the interior design industry just fainted. <laughs> just, just fainted. You know, I'm, I, yes, it's elusive, and my PR folks are going, why are we being elusive? The whole idea is to get you out there, but yeah, no, I, I have sort of an polar opposite approach to marketing. You know, yes. You know what? I kind of do too a little bit in some way. It's like, just give enough. Untouchable. Yeah. Yeah, You you want it. Yes. Keep them guessing. Make them wonder. There you go. (laughs) Ah, yes. You are one smart lady. So I was telling the wingnuts that, you know, obviously you're very well known and you have the Modanus Media, Design Hounds, the blog tour, you know, and we were just talking ahead of the show that (laughs) you're getting ready to take a vacation over the summer. It'll be the first one you have without 20 people, you know. Yes. (laughs) Right behind me. (laughs) Yeah, so that this is what you're used to. I think that's fascinating. So I was very honest. I'm not all that familiar with either platform. And I know nothing. Excellent. Yeah, Natalie (laughs) knows nothing. Usually that's a blanket statement for pretty much all of this stuff. But a lot of clients come to Wingnut Social and say, I want to get to the point to where I can be noticed by Veronica Miller. And I want to be, you know, a part of the blog tour. I want to be, you know, that this is something that designers in the know aspire to. So tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about Modanus and Design Hounds and, and the difference and, and we'll just dig in. Let's dig in. So this is a great question and it's a really big one. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not totally surprised that, uh, you may struggle a little bit. We're really stepping back this year and actually I had to do 
exactly the same thing and say, wow, we've been doing this for 10 years and I have launched brands and we've done lots of really cool stuff. We kind of need, needed to restructure it and bring it home again so that even we can explain what we're doing. And when your elevator <laughs> pitch takes about 45 minutes, it's not an elevator pitch. And uh, so that's kind of where we landed at some point. And now we also do this and people are like, yawn, you lost me. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I, we had to button the thing up. And um, okay. really fast background, uh, I'm a designer myself. I was an interior designer, quickly figured out that I really like kitchen and bath design most, mainly because I got to sell cabinetry and I didn't have to worry about furniture markup and all that jazz. So it was, was kind of a cool place for me. And uh, I had a great design firm outside of Orlando in Florida. I lived there for 25 years, um, having gotten there from Germany when I was in my 20s. And... Um, yeah, so the design firm was humming along. I was importing cabinets from Germany. I was seeing all kinds of cool stuff. Market crashed, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I kind of had to figure it out again. And I was in a safe place where many other design firms were not very safe in 2009. So I had the sort of luxury to be able to step back a little bit and rethink where I was headed. Didn't want to design anymore. There was also a divorce in the way and all that yeah. So, uh -oh. yeah, right? I mean, we blame him. We completely blame him. Um, no, it's all his fault. <laughs> it is. It is. So, <laughs> and he knows it. So, <laughs> so I did nothing. I really did nothing for a year. I was in England most of the time and uh, kind of really dug back into just design for the sake of design and said, you know, I, I want to create something that uh, helps folks that are in this situation right now that are not real sure where the marketplace is going in 2010 and beyond, I want to create something virtual that replaces some of what we just lost. So kind of the exposure component was important, finding a place where people could uh, chat with peers not very popular at the time because designers had to have the magic and not share it. That has changed yeah. a lot. A lot. You know, yeah. And, and that's, that's a, I totally attribute social media. And I also feel like the designers that did not really jump on the social and blogging bandwagon missed out and they're still not sharing and they're wondering why they're losing business. So whole other story. Exactly. But I, I'm, I, I have opinions on this. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> and on everything else. So, <laughs> so I kind of just, I was stop it. Uh, so then I, I kind of um, uh, went back to the drawing board. I had some money to invest. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea what a Twitter was. I have absolutely no idea what a blog was. But I said, I'm going to, I'm going to be on Twitter and I'm going to blog because those were really weird words. So I'm going to go do that. And, um, and my original background is marketing, uh, I will add. And um, so I combined the two. And that's really where I landed in 2010, with a little thing called Medanus. And I thought I was really smart. So I created this online product directory uh, that okay. was curated. And I wanted designers to be able to have their portfolios on the site, so that they would get more exposure. And um, we had discussion forums. I'm German. We design everything way in way too much detail. <laughs> right. And my developer said, what are you doing? You need to launch it, test it, relaunch it. I said, no, 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 no. I know exactly what I want. I was all completely wrong. And other people launched at the same time. People like House. Uh, they were slightly better funded than I was. So sure. it didn't work. But 
you know, I was kind of in a place where single mom of three kids and um, I had to figure it out. And so I did. And what happened pretty quickly was that the the social media presence, especially on Twitter, kind of just did really well for us. And, mm-hmm. you know, a few months into this, brands came to me and said, hey, you're good on Twitter. You're talking to these designer people. Can we pay you to like share a message with them? <laughs> Sweet. Huh? You do that? People people <laughs> pay you to do that? That's so cool. And And so this kind of snowballed a little bit. You know, so, so the site itself was, it was, it was way too early to think about Mm. really digital promotions in a bigger way at the time. But what did work was to kind of help brands understand social media by making it real. Um, and you got in at just the the best I time, know. really, to be on the yeah. ground floor of it and to make your mistakes because you had your heels dug in by the time it really exploded. Mm-hmm. And here, actually, into anyone on Twitter being successful with anything related to interior design is amazing because you know interior designers hate Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> so that you were in on it because really pictures. Early. Yeah, we were we were just <laughs> yeah. having fun. We had absolutely no business mo- uh, model whatsoever. Again, it's not what investors want to hear, right? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it's really cool. So, so no, I we were on Twitter. We would talk about issues. We would we had this little let's blog off kind of series where people would jump from blog to blog and read what we were writing about. We were just having a good time, and because it was so organic and there was just no uh, really ulterior motive at all, uh, I think that's really what grew it so beautifully. And one of the people I actually connected with. Early on on Twitter was Troy Hansen at the Architectural Digest show. And at the time, I think there was a problem with him really not being able to even tweet on behalf of the show using the AD name because, you know, people didn't know what to make of this stuff. Um, so he, tro- uh, he, he tweeted as himself and it got really snarky and we would just kind of throw sort of these, <laughs> these loving insults at each other. And people were stalking this. I mean, we were selling popcorn left and right and people were going, Oh my God, who are these two? And, and it was so funny because it drew a lot of attention both on our brand and on the AD show. Um, so that in 2011, we decided, I called him up and I said, uh, I'm this woman on Twitter. He's like, who, what? We, we'd only briefly met. And I said, I, I want to get, do a meetup at your show in March. And I want you to sponsor the booze. And he says, <laughs> nice. No. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. Hear me out, man. It's really great. I want a bunch of bloggers to come. Everybody's blogging, uh, whatever that means. And I want them to come together and come to the AD show. Uh, he said, all right, fine. 50 people maximum. I'll buy the booze. And it's the day after St. Patrick's Day, so we'll need to do Bloody Marys. <laughs> and this thing called Marys and Mimosas at the AD show was born. Uh, we've been alliterating ever since, which is becoming a problem. And uh, 95 people. Yeah, we are, yeah. It's, it's getting pretty bad. And 95 <laughs> people showed up. And it was everybody, you know, bloggers, designers came together and really loved that we had established these sort of loose relationships on Twitter and now they could come and meet up in person and they had never done that before. Wow. And they had been following. So at the time, what were you on Twitter? Were you just Modena's? Just Modena's. I was always just Modena's. Modena. Mm-hmm. Okay. And were they, were most of these 95 people part of the, the conversation within that group or, or were they your the promot- stalkers? Yeah. The stalkers, just, yeah. the stalkers, the stalkers were stalkers, there too. Stalkers. Um, so this, this was your first like really 
big, we have something here. Look at this well, event. 95 people showed up and you're, you're collaborating with Troy Hansen of Architectural Digest. So what were you thinking at this time? You're like, did a little light bulb go off in your head or had it already been shining? No, I am a total not a, a business strategist at all. Okay. So real strategists kind of just curl up into balls and, and rock themselves when they have to speak to me. And they go, she's got all these ideas, but oh my God, what is she doing? <laughs> and I, I loved that buzz. I loved the vibe and I love people in that sense. And I love that they all came. And I knew there was a thing. And, and then we had a dinner that same day and I listened to a lot of them and they're all talking about what they're blogging about. And I had just spent this year in England and I said, you know, but you guys all just blog sort of about your backyard. It was really not a big thing yet for, for bloggers or designers to really travel a lot as part of their, their content creation strategy. Right. And I said, you know, I, I need to take these people out of here. They're, they're all writing about stuff in New York or High Point, which is great, but it could be so exciting to where these online audiences would just really dive into this if we went somewhere fun. So I went, I went back and I told the one and only business partner that I have that I was going to bring uh, a group of bloggers to London Design Festival that September and we would find brands to pay for that. And he said, there is no way anyone's going to pay for that. You're going, you're going on a trip to London. Why does anybody care? I said, I'm not sure, but I think it's a really good idea because it's feeling really good. So it was, it was pretty bad. It, it was a wonderfully successful event. We did bring 17 because I'm ambitious, 17 people to London, Wow. Uh, paid for a hotel, paid for flights. I was bleeding out of my eyes. I mean, it, it was <laughs> excruciating. I paid for most of it myself admittedly. Oh, wow. That's expensive. Well, yeah. I oh, had to, gosh. you know, I had to put my money where my mouth had gone. That's true. Um, so I'm like, oh, yikes. <laughs> this is not good. And, but we did have some brands supporting it. Uh, we had Pogan Pole Kitchens, Blanco, Faucets and Goodness. Sinks, um, Victoria so and Albert Bath. We had some heavy hitters. We had some heavy yeah, hitters and we didn't know what to charge them. So we charged them like a tiny little amount because we just didn't know what we were doing. But the great thing that happened was we had a wonderful dinner with Victoria and Albert Bass and their managing director got up and said, Veronica, you've just changed marketing because you connected the dots between social media and real life and that we understand. And you brought these online eyeballs into our showroom. Well, I'm thinking one thing when you're telling us the story, Veronica, and I wrote it down here in my notes because I'm really paying attention, and that is trailblazer. Right. This is, this is something that nobody had seen. And it is, that is absolutely the right. The way you connected that and started this, this is brilliant. You're really a genius. I kind of wish I had knew, known you then. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have because you would have said, what is she doing? I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Just keep watching more, more popcorn. So, but what, you know, and, and that is actually when he said that is when I understood it. I didn't plan okay. it. I didn't understand it. I'm not a genius. It just felt intuitively like the right thing to do. So, but then I said, okay, I, I, I can take it from here. And we did, we did another two blog tours the following year, that same year, um, Cavis, who is now a very big media partner of ours, the kitchen and bath industry show, uh, sure. reached out and said, we'll have what you're having. This is great. Uh, the market is still down. How are you getting all this buzz? So we went to New Orleans with a blog tour in 2013 and started working with Cavis then and continue to work with them in a, in a really great way through 
you know, we were just on a planning call this morning for 2020 and, and really were able to kind of watch the industry adapt to social media, change around social media, adapt blogging, leave blogging, come back to blogging. Mm -hmm. And because we're a small company, we were always in a great place to kind of sort of ride that with everybody else. So we did actually retire blog tour after some 22 different tours. Um, oh, okay. Just this, this last year, we really finally retired it. It's, it's kind of been on its way out for a while, mainly because it wasn't about blogging anymore. It was about a general influence. So back in 2015, right. I toyed with this name Design Hounds, and then we launched it officially. Yeah. And so that kind of developed parallel uh, because it allowed us to invite journalists, um, Instagrammers, people, sometimes designers that really don't have too much uh, visibility on social media, but that might have other outlets, right, that are speakers and in their local chapters. And so we want it to be more inclusive and Design Hounds kind of fit that bill. What? what okay, I'm I'm having a, a blonde moment or a ginger moment here. So <laughs> a ginger moment. <laughs> we retired blog tour, but then you created Design Hounds, and is that an basically an offshoot of the tour? <laughs> yeah. So is Modena's kind of going into the background, or is that serving a different purpose? And Design Hounds is a, an entirely different purpose. Correct. Well, tell us a little. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. So they're they're very different. So Modena's did step in the background quite for quite some time, and its little sibling blog tour totally outperformed it, which was fine. Uh, you know, it was, Modena's has been a digital platform, but yes, Design Hounds is the offspring of Blog Tour. Um, simply, okay. it's just not only about blogging anymore. That's really the main difference. We now do I Design Hounds tours. Uh, we bring Design Hounds to Cavus, but it really is an influencer network. And the, the key part about that is that um, it is about micro-influencers. It is about design professionals, designers, architects, sometimes stylists, folks that are really in mm -hmm. the trenches that may only impact maybe a following of a thousand people across platforms. We're not in the, oh, wow. in the business of influencer marketing in, you know, must have 5 million followers. That's not what this right. is. It is about... It's more of a grassroots mm -hmm. kind of movement. Well, and it's yeah, if I, I have a design professional that knows what they're talking about, they're a subject matter expert. If they're hitting 500 people that are following them because they want to know about that particular topic, then that is a very valuable person to us uh, and to the brands we work with. Right. So tell us about Design Hounds and how does someone, if someone's aspiring to be an influencer or someone is an influencer and this sounds like a little grassrootsy niche that they would love to be in or be connected to you, how does someone go about getting involved with Design Hounds? We'll start with that and then we'll talk about, you know, how it would benefit them mm -hmm. also. Uh, easy. Knock on the door. Show up. Uh, that goes for everything <laughs> with me, by the way. Just say, hey, hey, I'm here. So, no, you can hashtag okay. us on Design Hounds on Instagram. Uh, we uh, That hashtag is used a lot. It's a great way for us to meet new people. That's sort of if you just want to kind of dabble and help us know that you're there. Uh, you can also just right. fill out an application. You can do that at designhounds.com. 
Uh, there's an application okay. there. It's really quick and easy. Gives you a chance to put in a bio, headshot, uh, where we can find you online. We do need you to have an online presence, but it doesn't have to be this monumental thing. So we, we're really looking at content. You know, if somebody is a designer and all they post is puppy and baby pictures, that's great, but not for us. <laughs> <laughs> love them. Gotcha. Um, but you know, you know what I mean? So, but if somebody has sure. really strong content is a great storyteller, it doesn't all have to be flashy and showy projects. Uh, we have some folks that really do a great job talking about process. Um, so they'll say, you okay. know, here's my before and after, or here's a problem I ran into that, that gets a lot of eyeballs and that gets a lot of engagement. And that's kind of overlooking for it. What is, what's a tangible benefit of becoming, being a designer? Ah, well, you get to do lots of fun things. Uh, for one, you know, we, we look into <laughs> our network for people that come with us to various events. We just got back from a three day event in Napa with Signature Kitchen Suite. I've seen, I've seen pictures on Insta. I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what happened. Uh, well, I would hope so because it, it was ridiculous. It, it got so much attention, which is kind of what we hope it would. Uh, it was phenomenal. And, and Signature Kitchen Suite really did not hold back on any of the benefits. We were wined and I saw dined. The we went to, <laughs> yeah, there were, there was a cupcake buffet. Like after dinner, we're like, what is that? Well, <laughs> hopefully that's for tomorrow morning. And, uh, and we went to dinner at Auberge de Soleil, which unfortunately lacked the Soleil in a really big way. It rained all three days, but it was amazing. And it, what was really great about that event is that, yes, Signature Kitchen Suite kind of wined us, dined us, educated us, and actually dedicated half a day to us inviting design business speakers, which was monumental for a brand to say, we're going to not talk about us. We're going to let you guys talk shop and we'll listen in so we can learn. So huge, huge opportunity for everybody that participated. We had 24 people with us for that. Nice. We do go to the kitchen and bath show each year. Mm -hmm. So we always invite folks to come along. So we're staying at the Delano in 2020 Oh, you poor um, for four nights. I know. <laughs> this is what I mean. It's not so bad. You know, I, I created this life for me because I like this life. But um, I, I love it when we can when we can offer these opportunities. But the other opportunity, honestly, is money. Uh, sure. We all really do have to kind of pay the bills, and uh, and people are busy doing what they're doing. So when we have design collaborations, it could be working individually with a brand. It could be working as a small group, going to a showroom opening in somewhere fabulous. Uh, then brands contact us and say, hey, we need 10 design hounds to come and cover that. And those are paid opportunities usually. Oh, nice. Hey, Wingnuts. Do you love doing your own social media, but you just don't have a sound strategy in place? Are you just throwing images at the wall? hoping that they stick to your ideal client? Well then, Darla and I are super excited to tell you about our Wingnut Social Strategy Package. One of our expert social media specialists will help you discover your goals, analyze your current performance, build your customized social marketing plan, and coach you on the implementation. It's a tremendous value, and you can find out more by going to wingnutsocial/services or by giving us a call at one eight seven seven wingnut Again, that's wingnutsocial.com slash services or one eight seven seven wingnut Now, back to the show and the crazy. 
I have a question. Okay, so you said the 24 design hounds were at the Signature Kitchens event. So how do those 24 people get chosen? Is that something that you handpick out of the, you know, design ground, uh, design hound stable? <laughs> you know, three twenty four yes. people. It's a, it's a kennel. It's, it's a kennel. Oh, it's, a kennel. It's, it's a kennel. It's, it's a, kennel. a kennel. It's definitely a kennel. A ken- yeah, a kennel and a tree. very stylish kennel. I mean, we're talking brass <laughs> accents and, and everything. Brass still okay? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah, it's, still um, okay. it's going strong. <laughs> you know, yeah. you never know. Okay, so these twenty four people in the kennel. How do you? How did you yes. choose them? How so, did they go? Do they? Do they say, "Hey, I'd like to go," and you're like, "Hey, okay, you knocked on my door. You're so, going, or are they handpicked?" In this particular case, we we did kind of pick, uh, okay. and we pick by subject matter. Uh, it wasn't exclusively kitchen and bath designers, so it was a mix. There are some interior designers in in the mix as well. We really wanted to make sure that we had a number of folks in there that we had worked with before we wanted to, it was our first official separate collaboration with signature kitchen suite. We worked with them at Cavis, um, but never in a sort of a solo collaboration. We just wanted to make sure it was really tight. So honestly, we look for, for some of our strongest guys that always, and I have to say this, take good care of us because the reality is, you know, you go to an event and you know, you're supposed to now write a blog post and life gets in the way and the kids have stuff going on and you gotta, you have another client that's being not so fun. And, and suddenly, oh, Veronica, yeah, running a little late on that blog post. And the, the problem is when we have paid opportunities or really, really great opportunities, we have to deliver. And so we have to make sure that the people we bring understand what a deadline is. Gotcha. And that's just kind of where, you know, you know how it works. You, you, you sort of have to say, look, we're nice and, uh, you know, nobody's getting in trouble if they don't have something to us by a de- deadline. But we do kind of over the years have figured out that some folks really just came along <laughs> for the ride and they kind of probably won't get invited back for i the mean wine and the delano for the yeah you know and <laughs> and that's that's lovely for them but that just doesn't work because we still we have a company to run and we want to make sure not just our firm but in general we want to make very sure that social media campaigns and blog campaigns are not considered hot air or smoke and mirrors by brands. And that's a really big battle. Because yeah, it is. And there's a lot of people that just put out smoke and mirrors or just mm-hmm. you know, stuff that has no uh, takeaways there's or no substance. value. And I, and I, I yeah, hate it. Substance. I thank you. It. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I love substance. And I, you know, I, I get all squeamish when, when I read some proposals or some about us pages and go, no, you don't. And, and, and <laughs> it's hard. It's hard work. It's hard work it and is. brands are really, really cautious and rightfully so. So it, it's almost like the bad make the good look bad. And, and so, uh, you know, for us, our job is to make sure that when we say design hounds are coming to cover an event, it's buttoned up, it's professional and it delivers. So that's, that's why we're still around, right? 
Yeah, I was going to say you're doing a great job of that. So let's go back just a little bit about some of the, um, you know, the assets that you're looking for in a designer who applies with Design Hounds. You you'd said that it, they don't have to have 5 million followers. You do want them to be posting regularly good content. Are there any other tips or anything that you're looking at? Are you looking for video, how the person speaks, you know, how they comport themselves? What are some other tips that you can give the designers when they fill out the application to make sure that, you know, they have the, everything, all their ducks in a row for you guys? I think the word is an array. First of all, really think about, you know, how how do you present yourself in any sales situation out there that your first thought should always be what's in it for them. What am I delivering, right? To me, that's, that is crucial. And I think like that when I go to a client and I would expect people that want to work with us to do the same and to think about, well, they're doing a kitchen and bath event. Um, I'm all about textiles. I'm probably not going to be a great fit maybe, maybe not. So, but now we're, we're going to go in and say, look, let's, let's look at an array. We want to make sure we're not just hitting one demographic. If we bring 24 people, we look for a few folks that are really strong on video, um, that, that can be a ham on camera that, that can be strong. We'll look for some long form researchers, some folks that really dig into trends or wellness topics or sustainability, uh, technology who, who look at covering the show from, from that angle. So we really make sure that we, you know, fill this pie in, in a way that, that reaches a broad audience and really offers not just, Hey, we went to Cavis and it was so totally fabulous. Uh, you know, again, we need (laughs) substance. So, so, you know, if I have somebody that's super strong in technology and they have, maybe they don't even have a blog and Instagram is kind of tough when you're writing about tech, you know, so maybe they post on Facebook a lot. So we're, we're looking at all these options to say, okay, well, this is a great fit. What we do as a community, the community itself tends to amplify content, which is great. So again, we've got a lot of folks that are so supportive, even when they're not attending. And then we, as the Modanus brand support and amplify as well. And we also have some really great friends, uh, Claire Jefford, uh, Leslie Carruthers, uh, uh, Veronica Solomon, Cheryl Clendenin. They all have their own Facebook groups and they so often allow us to to post something in there. Yeah, we have our own Facebook group too, by the way. You could post stuff in there if you wanted to. I don't see that where I got an invitation. You know, we're still (laughs) working on that because... Then I have to tell you the perfume name, and I, yeah, okay. That, that that is my end game. End game here. I want to know <laughs> what game. kind of perfume you wear, so I can oh. smell as good as you. Yeah, well, so uh, but okay. Mm-hmm. So your Sorry. your group would be lovely as well. I'd, I'd be happy to join, and and but that's kind of how it works, right? So there's yeah. a give a little, get a little kind of collaborative <laughs> thing going on. Now, Veronica, I have to ask you if you're ready for the what up wingnut round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gulp. Am I nervous? <laughs> Not at all. No, 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 no. Now it's time for What Up Wing Night. Wing Night. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Oh, man. So I actually have a single tree that I really like. Is that weird? No, no. Should one not like a tree? I like a tree. It's a hawthorn. And it's oh. completely sideways, which, you know, that's me after cocktails this evening. It's, it's totally windswept and it's 
on a place called the Devil's Dyke in Brighton in the south of England. And I love sitting there. And that's my tree. And it's like, that's a, that is a first. Is that a first? And it's leaning. It's yeah, like it totally leaning and it's craggly and it's thorny and it's just. And, and where did you say that? It's was? in the south of England in, in on Brighton Devil's on Devil's Dyke. I love going up there. I like hiking there. And it's people throw themselves off the side of the mountain, not in an attempt to end it, but they do, you know, the kite stuff. And um, oh. It's just a magnificent place, and I, I love being there, and my tree is there, and we hang out. Oh. Cool. Yeah. What would the hashtag on your tombstone be? <laughs> uh, done. <laughs> no. Done. <laughs> just napping. Just napping. I need it. Awesome. I need a nap. I, I, I always tell everybody, if that ever happens, guys, you know, keep the morning down to a dull roar. Uh, I'm tired, so it's all right. It's all good. Just snapping. <laughs> Just snapping. That's a really good one, by the way. If you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why? You know, I haven't really given that much thought. Now's your chance. Flying. It has to be flying. There you go. You could fly it into has, Devil's Dyke. Well, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of, I actually really don't like planes. I hate flying. Me too. So I figure if I can do it myself, then I'm in good shape. So when the thing goes down, You're I just control. keep, yeah, I flap, I'm in control. Oh my God. Where's my husband? Friend? I hope, I hope he doesn't hear this. This is not going to end well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I, I do. As long as we do it my way, there's no problem. That's you and Natalie can bond over that because she's a total control freak. You're not a cancer, are you? What sign are you? I am. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> All right. Nailed it. Which day? Uh, uh, July 21st. Uh, that doesn't even count anymore. Come on. That's Leo territory. It's cusp. It's cuspy. I'm I'm July 4th. I'm like right oh, there. Okay. Well, that's a very coming patriotic up. birthday you got coming there. Coming up, coming yeah. up. All right. Last but yeah. not least, please recommend a book to the wingnuts that has had a profound effect on you either personally or professionally. The Goldfinch. Huh. Tell us And uh, <laughs> Right. What I love, there's a lot of people that didn't really care for that book um, because it, it's, it's painful to read. Oh, and I, I felt like it was uh, one, it was certainly is one of the best books I've ever read, but the the story in the book is uh, indeed um, painful because you have this young man who's been through hell in his life and who is so talented and who could actually be an amazing uh, professional in antiques restoration. He just has exactly what what is required. He could have such a wonderful career, but he kind of chooses not to. And what I love about that is when I think of it in terms of business is that uh, just because, you know, this sort of excellence is what we're taught to aspire to, I don't think so. I think ultimately the way life works, it, it needs to make us feel really good about our choices. So if that's not business success, maybe it's personal happiness and maybe it's just a sense of peace. And, and he describes that in his last page that he understands that his decisions may not be what people would expect him to do, but it's the place in life that's sort of between the cliff and the safe sort of landscape and he likes to walk on that along that edge because that's where he feels most alive so that so, was the 
The Goldfinch. Like that. Is that that's the one by Donna Tart? I'm, I'm mm-hmm. assuming the Pulitzer Prize. Okay, I, I have it in my Audible queue. I always spend money when guests recommend books. You did, and, and I heard you typing frantically in the back. So well Googled. <laughs> well, I love Googled. the Googles. The Googles are very helpful. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a good one. It's a tough one, but but I I just like that philosophy. Okay, I'm definitely I, every book a guest recommends. I put it in my queue and I listen to it when I can. I'm I'm way behind, but. So, Veronica, please tell the Wingnuts listening once again where they can go to apply to be a design hound and be in your kennel and if you have anything going up and where they can find you elsewhere. I just want to point out that you guys brought up that word kennel. My guys are not in kennel. I love it. They're they're very stylish homes, lofts, you know, (laughs) design houndsy things. But but, But um, I'm thinking like like super gorgeous greyhounds, you know, with, you know, like very well appointed, just, you know, super lush. I'll have to, I'll have to send you guys a picture of my house. I have the classic design hound. He's a great Dane and he's extremely regal. He's Please. very beautiful. Yeah. That's yes. what I'm, this yes. is what I'm envisioning. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I do. I do have one of those and uh, he's, he's, he's a little bit silly, but, but he definitely looks, looks Nothing wrong part. with silly. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a, he's a bit of a blonde Radar sometimes. Could be a design hound. And, um, but, but anyway, he, uh, yes, you can go to designhounds.com. You'll mm-hmm. find a little bit more about it. That site is currently being updated, but you can definitely, uh, apply and, uh, fill out a qu- little form to kind of let us know you're there and you want us to think about you as, as part of some of our, um, collaborations with brands. You can also see us on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook group called Design Hounds. Just knock there and has a couple questions. Uh, there is a door policy, but, you know, again, similar to to the application form. So you can meet us there. And then what we didn't talk about too much, but that's okay because we're relaunching in September and you'll just have me back on, is Medanus <laughs> itself. I okay. said, I, I said, um, and Medana still is, is we, we just have to do a lot of updates to the sites, but actually it is a very robust platform for uh, design resourcing. Uh, it's okay. not an e-commerce site. It's really meant for designers uh, to log in and see a lot of trade-only information, trade-only product that's not visible to consumers. They, designers can put their portfolios up. Uh, they have full control over their images. We're really big on IP rights, so we don't own it. We don't sell off of it. It's for designers to get um, visibility, and we don't charge for that. So, But the, the directory itself does have a trade-only facing side to it. And that's what we're fleshing out right now with a lot of detail for design pros to be able to understand what are my terms, who's willing to play with me, who's not willing to play with me. So look for that end of September, October. Right so before be High Point. That. Uh-huh. Very, that's awesome. That's there great timing. There wasn't any strategy in that, was No, there? not at all. Not at all. None. <laughs> Veronica Miller, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You've been an amazing guest, and I'm glad that we're besties now. You can tell us what perfume you wear and when we're all right. No, it's it's happening. It's happening. It's it's called <laughs> it's called Atelier Cologne. There's a little shop in Soho, 
And uh, it's Silver Fig is the one I have. And it makes people stop me in the streets all the time. So if you're looking for dates, this is the thing to do. You just put that on and start walking. Great. Wow, we are besties mm-hmm. now because that See? was that was the prerequisite. You wouldn't tell that was anyone because we weren't. Yep. Now we are. You know what? I had a deja vu moment. I dreamt that you told me that just now. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. I just had a deja vu moment. Oh well, I'm a wingnut for a reason. Veronica, thank you so much for joining us. This is thanks, an wingnut interview. No, thank you. This is going to be very helpful to the designers listening. You have an amazing day, an amazing week. Wonderful, you guys too. Thank you. Rushy McRusherson. Yes. That was pretty, pretty cool. Now I understand what Modanus and Design Hounds is and the difference. Now we, we really did talk a lot more about Design Hounds because I think for the purpose of this podcast, that's designers are probably going to perk up more for that right now, especially until Modanus is all, you know, up back and running in 100%. Out. Yeah. In September, October, you guys can be sure to check that out. But for now, designhounds.com, I hope Veronica's ready for the applicants she's going to get in for, for all these designers. You, you can see that the, um, you don't have to have a billion followers, which is a, which is great. Micro influencers is a rising thing. Because when I said grassroots movement, it's not just Veronica Miller who's honing in on this. It's industries, it's partners. They want a rabid fan base, maybe not of people with followers, one or 100 followers. But what what's better than a rabid fan base of hundreds of followers with, you know, a few thousand here and there? I'm going to apply. Are you? Yeah, you did say you had to be an interior designer. No, no, I'm going to be the medic. You're going to be. Oh, that's right. You're going to be the medic. I'm going to apply. I'm I'm going to apply to Design Mm -hmm. House so I can go be the medic for these people. (laughs) That's a good idea. I'm not stupid. You get paid. Well, they don't do the blog tours anymore. But still, I would have been nice to have been in Napa Valley. You'd have hung out there with Joan Ravisi and had some of the grape juice. Oh, yeah, the pressed. The pressed grape juice. The pressed fermented grapes. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to apply. You watch me. All right, you do that. Okay, so I think that's it for this episode. Natalie Ann Graff, a.k.a. Rushy McRusherson. Guys, if you like this podcast, please leave us a review on whatever you're listening to it on. It could be Stitcher. It could be iTunes. It could be inside your head through the aluminum foil on top of your head that the hat you're wearing. <laughs> Boy, I guess like, and then you can just turn it and, and, mm-hmm. and you like turn it one way, turn it the other way to tune us in. Yeah, I like that's that. how you okay. get the different yeah, episodes. Yeah. Okay, Be sure good. to tune in on Mondays now for the Marketing Monday minisodes. There you can get like 10 to 15 minutes worth of just some actionable social media marketing tips for your design business. Or if you have another business, it. It's very applicable to that as well. And also, if you have any questions about your social media marketing or you just need someone to take it over for you, give us a call at 1-877-WINGNUT. We have operators standing by with bated breath. And be sure to follow us on social at Wingnut Social on all social media channels. And I think that's it for this week, Natalie. That's it. So long. See ya. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only your first step. Be sure to head to wingnutsocial.com to reach out to us directly and schedule your free consultation with one of our Wingnut Social Media Specialists to take your business from social mediocre to social media master. We'll see you on the next episode of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened. Hey there, Wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the effervescent Darla Powell. I'm an interior designer in my... Takeaways. Take me away. I mean, we're talking brass accents and, and everything.
Sprouts still okay? Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. It's still um, okay. It's going strong. You know, yeah. you never roll know. Um, <laughs> you roll it up and smoke it. Mm-mm. Brass, not oh, grass. I said grass. She said grass. Not grass. She said brass. That's not a- okay, I'm half deaf. I was just thinking grass. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jonathan edited that out, please. I didn't but that's her. also not a bad idea, especially when we go back to California next. I think that would be a very soothing thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You, you people. All done.